This is Culture Matters in Malden, a podcast that explores culture and arts as a lens to discuss important themes relevant to the Malden community. I am Osa Schwab, the host of this episode. My guests today are Grace Julian Murthy, Sandy Felder, Michelle Trammell, and Marcel Schwab. They, along with several other artists, lead and manage all aspects of the Gallery at 57, an artist-run enterprise offering handcrafted products provided by local artists, artisans, and cultural entrepreneurs. It is worth noting that the Gallery at 57 emerged out of a series of exciting artist-led pop-ups, starting with Malden Pops Up, which later became The Gallery. These initiatives were driven by a resolve to bring artists together and highlight their work. That resolve continues today with the permanent evolution of these pop-ups, now the Gallery at 57. The Gallery at 57 is committed to building community through arts commerce from its physical shop at 57 Pleasant Street in Malden, Massachusetts, and through its online store launched this past April. So first, I want to say thank you to all of you for um, being here to have this conversation at such a global time. In this moment, many are suffering. People have health challenges. People have lost loved ones. Um, Businesses are closing. There are many challenging things happening all over. And so although I want to uh, talk about sort of your Uh, understanding of what the gallery at 57 is to you, I do want to start to acknowledge the challenge that you all are facing. It's hard to believe it was only a little more than six months ago we opened this store. It feels like years, but um, so we uh, sort of had a nice bump at Christmas. You know, our old customers from the pop-up started feeling, uh, you know, hearing about us and, And then we went into the winter and it got very quiet. And so, you know, any startup has, uh, it's a challenge to get, you know, get sales, get, you know, so we were sort of on this young trajectory starting to make progress. And then all of a sudden had to close. I mean, like, you know, along with everybody else, it was like a shocker. But I think uh, I've been so impressed with the, resilience and hard work and creativity. One thing that's always, uh, I've always loved is when you're with a whole bunch of artists, you're by definition with a whole bunch of creative people that find a workaround about everything. And so um, the new challenge was simply met by, you know, well, let's step on the gas, get an e-commerce launch, let's, you know, do this. Lots of new marketing ideas started bubbling up, you know, so it's, it's just been a continual, I almost feel like we keep uh, sort of reinventing ourselves. We iterate forward, you know, quickly within a very short amount of time. It was just a few weeks. We had to work out all of these details of how to get e-commerce launched. It's amazing. We did it on uh, April 23rd. We, we actually went live. So I feel like we're doing a great job adapting to swiftly changing circumstances and uh, it gives me confidence that we will be successful 
though it's felt really hard at times, I, uh, you know, I'll be honest, but, um, but mainly because the team is dedicated and has really uh, persevered in, a, in an amazing way. I agree everything with uh, what Marcel said, but I think that um, two focus, I guess. One, I feel that when we closed, I remember uh, one of the last days of the shop and I was uh, in there with Betsy, one of our uh, co works in this and we left and we were saying goodbye at the end of the day it was like about seven o'clock and we were locking the door and I looked at her and I thought oh my god I'm not gonna see her again for probably a long time because I'm gonna go home and stay you know stay at home and not get to see her in person so that was pretty hard I that thinking about that um, thank goodness for programs like Zoom. I wished I uh, had bought stock in that early on, but we have continued on as a team of artists creating, making things up, figuring out how we're going to survive. Our shop is going to survive, I should say. Um, also, though, I kind of feel like that saying that's very popular now, we're in this together. I look around Main Street or Pleasant Street, Main Street in Malden, and it's so sad to see nobody on the street. All the shops, the restaurants, they're closed. Um, and that feels lonely and sad, but at the same time, I feel like, well, we're all in this together because, and some of us will survive, uh, and some might not uh, after this. And I think that there's a, a a sense of like at least there's other people and we're sharing this struggle together and uh but i think with our team we will survive we will persist and i think for me what i found really uh interesting was sort of the community engagement uh for the artists and for that community and so then translating that into online so that you could have maybe um artists being highlighted to still showcase their work and um sort of like we did coloring pages that highlighted like a thank you like to the essential workers or stories about Mother's Day so we can still engage with that community and have that connection that is so essential I think that the shop provided and so it's just sort of a different way of looking at the world I think yeah I am struck by in hearing you talk there's an essential gallery at 57 what you stand for what you are who you are together and how in a funny way that's coming through anyway even though and maybe even more so so i don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit about that because clearly you stand you talk about community how you're you know want to build community through the arts though you also want to make money of course that's an important piece of why you exist that feels like it's really shining through to me and so talk to me about that sense and that commitment and what that means to you i feel like uh the changes that took place uh with everything closing down the nature of my work is such that i have to use specialized equipment i'm a glass blower i would make my own work i teach glass blowing that activity has essentially stopped um except for a few people who have their own studios and nobody nearby here. So I had all this unexpected time on my hands and it, that lined up perfectly with uh, the gallery's need 
to get a lot of work to prepare that to to be uh, available for sale online and i do i have a tech background i'm a pretty decent writer so i've been able to funnel my energy that i'm not getting to pour into my own work into helping this opportunity for artists in the community and it's also been really nice to see the faces of people i know on a regular basis you know all our marketing meetings and stuff like that. I know it doesn't sound very artsy, but we have to talk about stuff like that in order to do promotion and reach out to our audience and connect with the artists and, um, and our potential customers. So it's been, I feel like I was plucked from one community in one role, but it gave me a lot more energy to dedicate to another community that I was part of and, and take on an expanded role there. So it's kind of like one door closes, another door opens. Um, it was an instance of that for me. And just, uh, it's, it's been very rewarding. I feel like I've learned a lot uh, about marketing and uh, online, the world of online retail. And um, hopefully we can grow on that and use that to help our organization survive. Interesting to try to help make something grow so that we don't have to, sitting here in Malden, um, when things start reopening, people won't be saying, oh, I have to go to Cambridge or Somerville or Boston <laughs> because I'm looking for a special handmade gift for a friend. When we have plenty of artists who live right here in Malden and the um, surrounding communities who, who do beautiful work, um, and it's lovely to be able to put that out in the world. I think Michelle's a great example of how our community, which really the core of our community is the leadership team, and then it expands out to the rest of the artists of how a new person with a particular personality who happens to discover she's got skills that match what we need can be fairly seamlessly and quickly integrated. Um, and there's a, a bunch of quirky personalities in this group, and yet somehow, maybe because the leadership team has such a depth of commitment to the mission of this thing, and they're able to juggle around with the all the quirky personalities and somehow learn how to work really well together that, and so i think that is a sense of community because they share this this common mission and and so M michelle has has been able to have a real impact fairly quickly i think because she was able to integrate quickly and learn you know and with the different people she's working with learn how to work together on a very new project I think that speaks to the sense of community that we have in the in the group. I remember when I first got involved uh, with the gallery, not the gallery at 57, but with the gallery in Malden. And um, I have to say that when I first went into the gallery in Malden, I uh, purchased something, I looked at things that were there, I thought, hmm, you know, I might be able to bring my work here to this shop. So I brought my uh, photography to, to the gallery. And I remember Marcel, and he doesn't remember this, but I very much remember him saying, oh, would you like to volunteer? And I went, oh no, I don't do retail. At the time, I was more interested personally in pursuing my art and moving my art into the gallery. And I was also selling my work in other areas as well. But then something happened. Uh, by meeting the artists there, by watching people come into the uh, 
into the shop and be excited about it, seeing my friends from the neighborhood coming in, then opening our gallery. Again, Marcel one day calls up after the other gallery had closed. Uh, Marcel called me and said, we have this opportunity to uh, have a shop on Pleasant Street. And, and I'm thinking, oh, here's this Marcel again asking me to do something. But um, by that time, I had been uh, really inspired by what I had just said about the gallery. And I was ready to come in, not just as someone selling my art to the community, like just my art, although I do get very excited every time somebody buys one of my pieces, I'll admit that. But I really changed, there was a shift that happened where I went from caring about moving my work to moving the work of the artists in the shop and to bringing that to the community of having in Malden a place where people could come in, as Michelle said, and, and get beautiful things. I like to say we have handmade treasures in this shop. And uh, we took a space and created a really beautiful space for people in our city to come to. And I think our website is a really beautiful website now on our shopping page. But it was interesting for me to transition from someone, like I said, who was interested more in my own art to now caring about art and bringing that to the community. So it's been a really good growth process for me. So you know what? I do do retail. <laughs> See, I was right about you all along. You, you Now you're finally admitting it. See? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for me, because I was part of the, um, the Malden pop-up as well, and so it was sort of this introduction of me looking for places within the Malden community that would showcase art, and so to be embraced by you know, the gallery and Mullen pops up, it was really quite special. And because then I was also, sometimes as artists, we are kind of isolated, like we create sort of sometimes in isolation. It was just this nice feeling of community. And the more time I spent at the gallery and, and Mullen pops up, it was just sort of more of the sense of community and, and, um, and just being able to share this art throughout it. And so, um, that sort of transitioned into this, uh, into the gallery at 57 for me. And then I saw that, yes, I think that retail absolutely and art and community can coexist because then it's just broader, right? So it's able to reach just a far amount of people that maybe might not ever see, you know, a glass blower or someone that does felting or beading or things like that. And so I think you are able to, to bring sort of all these different elements together and I think that's what the shop does really nicely for the community. How do you see being able to to mix community and retail um, and the arts all together in, um, in, in one package? How do you see that happening in a practical way? Um, I think that sort of like we've done a little bit of, of that I think with sort of like having the bios and then having sort of stories that highlight different artists, artisans who create things within the shop and um, and sort of having that connection between why they create or how they create and their pieces in general. So then it's sort of a story. So they're not just buying, uh, you know, a vase or a scarf. It's sort of they're helping to support this artist on their journey and making this connection between this broader sense of this art community and supporting them. 
I've actually been thinking recently about our customers as we launch e-commerce and realizing that we're, though we sell products, we're really a relationship business. And that's a funny thing, but I think it's a really important distinction. So a convenience store finds a heavily trafficked location and hopes that a ton of people who it doesn't know just walk in to get something because it's convenient. That's a convenience store. We appeal to a subset of the population that resonates with what we do. The artists are sharing, these are personal things that they create. These, this is not commodities we're selling. Our customers ha have a more of a personal connection with us in a way. And often it's people we know or uh, friends of friends, or it's people who are connected through the local community. So they share something with our values. And so I'm realizing that the success for, re for us, especially because we're heavily volunteer run and we don't have a large payroll, we don't have some huge expense base, is to find enough customers who are really uh, like our, who are really believe in what we're doing, who want to support us and who will be repeat ongoing long-term customers with the relationship. We don't need thousands and thousands of those, but we need solid good relationships with a set of customers that will keep coming back. To me, that's the way, that's the way we're going to be successful. This relationship aspect, I think, should really be the key for us. So I can think back on my college days when my funds were very limited and um, I've always had an interest in the arts. And I remember specifically going into retail um, establishments that had art, you know, whether galleries or open studios or whatever. And sometimes I would just pretend that I was in a museum, um, that I was there to enjoy the beautiful work, um, maybe be inspired by something or challenged by something, um, see something unexpected, not, you know, knowing that I wasn't going to be taking anything home with me because I couldn't afford to. And I think that that's, you know, one of the opportunities that our, our physical gallery, as well as our online shop provide. It's, you know, people can look at pictures of beautiful flowers or painting of trees or, you know, some, a handmade knitted item that maybe reminds them of something that their um, mother or grandmother w would have made. And they don't necessarily, you know, walk out or leave their, you know, close their browser window having purchased the item, but they've been, you know, inspired or connected in some way. And, you know, maybe in, in our gallery, maybe the first purchase somebody makes is a note card that has an image of an artist's work. I, I do have, you know, concerns on the financial side. Are we going to be able to survive? I'm trying to remain optimistic, but my, my vision is that maybe that person who now, you know, is only able to leave with a memory or a note card will remember and come back. And, you know, if their circumstances change, then maybe they'll be able to, you know, go home with, with something that gives, uh, uh, you know, a continuing connection to that, to that artist. Um, so I think that that's why it's important that we, we highlight the artist's names and we tell their stories and we let them talk about 
the, the stories behind their work, either how they learned or what inspires them or why they do what they do. Um, because that connection, I think, is, is, is important to growing that, that community that can help support us and help support all these individual artists so that they can continue to make their work. Um, what I was going to say was that, uh, first of all, we're all volunteers in the shop and online. We have no paid staff, as Marcel said. So it's an incredible group of people who are committing, you know, enormous time to this venture. And also, I'm very impressed with the fact that most, I would say, probably 90% of the volunteers are artists of some sort. Uh, and, but we do have people who have just come in to just want to help support the arts in the city and support us, so they do volunteer. But one thing is I'm really impressed at how the other skills that have developed from the artists that we didn't even know that we had, that we could actually go from being a photographer to a marketer or being, uh, you know, a glass blower to knowing how to do blogs and things, that all of these things that we learned. Uh, so I think that's been pretty amazing to watch that, all of us. Uh, there's one of our uh, fellow artists, I call her the artist with the tool belt, because she would come into the shop literally with her tools and climb up on ladders and hammer things and do all of that stuff. And she's a fine artist. She does beautiful acrylic, very detailed work. So that was pretty amazing to observe and be a part of. Also, though, we also got a lot of help from the community when we were starting. Uh, different members of the community would actually come in and help paint, help do things. We also had members of uh, businesses in the community who gave us startup money to help us pay for massive renovations that had to be done. We couldn't have done it without the community support. And I felt like they were happy that we were going to be there. And uh, so it felt like, again, that we were kind of all in this together to help the gallery at 57 succeed. Um, the other thing that it was a little bit easier in my head, and what I'm kind of struggling with, is when we had the brick and mortar store, we have a bench in there. People will just come in and hang out. Like Michelle said, they wanted to just be in a beautiful space. Uh, there was a woman walking down the street one day and we were trying to get people into the store, you know, and it was, so we said, let's go ask our people cookies and pull them in because it was a cold, rainy day. Nobody was coming in. So I'm standing outside and I, this lady's walking down the street and I have these cookies and I said, oh, would you like a cookie? And would you like to come in and see our beautiful things? And she says, oh, I can't, I just got back from the doctors. I'm just, you know, and I could see she was distracted. And I said, well, what more beautiful thing can you do than come in from a doctor's appointment and sit in here and just talk, have cookie, we have hot cider, come on in. And she did. And it was just wonderful because it was sort of like, you don't have to buy, oh, she said, I don't have any you know, much money. I'm like, no, you don't have to, just come on in and sit. Look among these beautiful things. So that, to me, the challenge I'm finding is how do we translate that sense of community interacting with people when Grace would be, oh, here's another one, when Grace would be out creating the window. Grace is our window designer. And she'd be outside and people would come and say, 
they would stop and ask her about the gallery, what she's doing, because they see us on the street making it beautiful. And then they will come into the shop. So the challenge, I think, is how do you, in a virtual world, create that sense of community? On one hand, it's kind of exciting because where most of our work before had been in Malden and doing events and things that we can bring people to the shop and create beautiful things for people in our town. One thing is we actually have the whole United States now to reach out to because we're online. And that's a little mind boggling. Uh, but I just, the challenge to me is how does one really create an online service for people? And I think, you know, I heard a little bit, Michelle, that was really helpful, what you said, because just people coming and observing our page and bringing them a little beauty in this really terrible time, it's important to provide that for the community. Um, and it, But to me, it's like it's wide open now, too, and we have to sort of think through how do we do that on, you know, make it bigger, and that's a challenge. I think... Um... The artists by nature are a learning community. When you're a creative thinker, I suppose you could have a big ego and be a prima donna. That would mess everything up. So part of it is there's a lot of humility in this group, right? They don't think they have all the answers, but, uh, but I think uh, a curiosity. The, the, it's, so it's not just being creative, it's being curious. And so there's always a sense of we're going to learn this and figure this out. We have to... We had to learn a ton of stuff to get to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, the next challenge is, okay, how do we, we need to learn how to do the uh, technical side of the internet, driving people to the website and all that. But I'm totally confident we're going to learn. It. It's just, it'll just take, you know, some time. I actually think the community sense and this are kind of connected because I do think when you have uh, humility, when you have people that care about each other and are humble and care about their mission, you have all the basic ingredients to have a great learning organization, which we need to be. There's no playbook for what we're doing. It's not like you just Google up how to be a successful artist collective in Malden, Massachusetts in 2020. Like there's no, so we, we have to be great learners. I think too that with our group, there's a lot of really, really good ideas. And we're kind of the, at least I feel that we're kind of the group that says yes. So if you have a good idea of how to do something, it's like, yes, do it. And sometimes we do it and it doesn't work, but that's okay, we've tried it. Then we just find some another way to do it. Like I'm good if I have a plan. I think a plan is important and we do planning now. We're uh, thoughtful about how we're going to move forward. Somebody has an idea. Again, it's just, yes, let's do it. How does it fit into the plan? And we have a lot of really smart, creative thinkers in the group trying to figure out how do we move forward this time. But uh, so I think Again, for us, it's about offering something that has, that brings pleasure and joy to you. So it may not be uh, that necessary thing, but to help people think that also sometimes it's really good during this time to give yourself a treat and to help, uh, you know, at the same time help small businesses survive. You know, I think that uh, at least I've been more thoughtful about that uh, since uh, having this shop myself. 
and uh, I just wish other people would as well. What's the next phase? What do you hope for? Two years from now, I hope that we're able to host classes in our space again, um, that we'll be able to be physically together. Um, until then, we are trying to um, produce some online classes. So hopefully, you know, I can say coming soon. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm looking forward to, uh, to us being able to get together and share our skills with each other and with the wider community. Um, and I also hope that we'll be able to expand the number of artists that are part of our group. Um, right now, we're, um, I think we're, we're approaching 40 or so. Uh, we have a small physical footprint, but now that we've added the online component, we can, you know, it's, it's essentially infinite, you know, as long as we can find places to store the products for you know items for fulfillment you know wouldn't it be lovely if we could you know have 80 artists instead of 40 i know that they're out there i know that there are a lot of creative people in the community that we could reach out to my mantra has always been let's put the whole artist community to work and see what they can do so engaging our fine artists in a big way having there's there's rumors about online exhibitions circulating i've heard a little bird told me that we may, there may be some collaborations in the future. So really broadening the offering, seeing uh, the classes and workshop, that whole side really take off. The hunger for people to, who want to be creative. There's tons of people out there that want to be creative and to, you know, facilitate, we could really facilitate that in a great way. I really hope that our doors are open again. I have a, to me, that's really important that our doors are open, that our, website that our online shopping is real and, and, and grows. Uh, I really would like to see us be even more a part of the community. We were just starting to be there and I feel like we have so much to offer. I want us to be a center for the arts in the community. I want to work with the gallery and their umbrella about bringing music, classes, art, exhibition. We need, we want to create an active artist community for the city of Malden. Music heard in this episode is a song called A New Puzzle by Expendable Friend. For more information about this and other episodes, visit matv.org slash culturematters or follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and SoundCloud.